New Year's style. <laughs> I like that. Hey everyone, welcome to Frugalicious. My name is Beth and I am a budget loving, English teaching, casual blogging machine. machine. <laughs> and I'm here with my sister Jessica. Hey everyone, I'm Jessica. I'm an upcycler, I'm a teacher, I love crafting things, and we're here to talk to you about being Frugalicious. In this podcast, we'll share with you some frugal and fabulous tips, tricks, and life hacks. New Year's style. Don't chase somebody. Nope. The money chase you. That's right. Cause you're the boss now. Tell them daughters what to do. It's frugalicious. Yeah, it's a movement. We'll find the discounts. Ha. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. Okay, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're so excited to be starting 2019. I know. And it's so crazy. The years always go so fast and you're like, can't believe it's January again. Right, right. Uh, so in honor of the new year, we decided to do a podcast about resolutions and goals. Yes. But before we jump into that, Beth, let's go to our mailbox. <laughs> we wanted to give um, some updates from some listeners. We've gotten some cool responses from you guys and we wanted to share those things. Yeah. So the first one, uh, we had some responses to our holiday series, which if you haven't listened to it, we have a three-part holiday series on travel, food, and gifts. Those are episodes one, two, and three. One, two, and three. And you can always send in mail to us. You can email us, or there's a comment page on the website. All right, so our first listener mail is from Alana in Langley, BC, Canada. And she says, Alana here, I'm loving the podcast. It's so incredibly fun and helpful. It's cool to know one of the voices behind it all. Alana's one of my friends. She said, one thing that I thought that I often do to be frugal, especially when it comes to gift giving, is often I wrap gifts for birthday and Christmas in newspaper. It's kind of an intriguing way to wrap a gift, and it's environmentally lovely. I love to do it. Anyways, keep on recording. I love it. So a little tip from Alana. That's a great idea because newspapers are pretty easy to come mm-hmm. by, and it's very neutral. You could use that for any occasion. Birthday, it. Christmas, Mother's Day. And my brain went right to, I was thinking, ooh, and if you have this newspaper, then if you put a pretty bouquet of flowers on the top or something, mm. some bright color that would just pop against that black and white. Or ribbon or something. Yeah. Ribbon. Yeah. It just, it's really fun to decorate on because it gives you a yeah. cool neutral background. And you can recycle it. So that's great. Perfect. Love it. Thanks for the tip, Alana. Yeah. Thanks, Alana. <laughs> Our next message comes from Rebecca in Idaho. She says, listening to your podcast and wanted to make sure you know You can fly with an unlimited amount of ice. My mom found out she could pack a lunch and sometimes her dinner too and a Ziploc full of ice and security told her every time she was allowed to bring it on board. Random, huh? May your holiday travels be inexpensive and family filled. Great tip, Rebecca. I know. I love it. And I haven't tried this one, but... I had no idea. You think I ice want is like to try a li- it now? Becomes a liquid eventually, but it's not but in it's liquid not. form at that point. So, anyways, Amazing. if any of you guys try this, let us know. Yeah, uh, how it works and how security responds to you. But thanks, Becca, for that tip. Yes. So, if you have any other tips or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at frugaliciouspod at gmail or on Instagram or Facebook, you can leave a comment. Another update that we had from the holiday series was I gave a suggestion about giving gifts of time in episode one. And I actually did this for some of my Christmas presents this year. And so I did a little audio diary after I did a gift of time for my sister-in-law. So take a listen. So I'm just coming from the nail salon where I took out my sister-in-law and my niece to get their nails done for Christmas. 
and it was so fun. We got to spend time together and it was a really great opportunity to just chat, do something nice for ourselves. And I really enjoyed getting to spend some time alone with my sister-in-law. So that was a blast. And also I got to get my nails done too, which was so fun. And it's a great thing that we can remember that we did together. And also we got to spend time. So definitely recommend time spending gifts for Christmas because it gives so much opportunity just to spend time with the people that you love. So loved it. Totally recommend it. I love it. It sounds like you guys had a really good time together. So much fun. It was great. So that is our updates and feedback from listeners. Now we're going to dive right into the topic of today's podcast, which is resolutions and goals. So Jess, yeah. everyone's talking about it. New Year's right. resolution, it's a very common thing. January 1st, right. people are thinking about it. They're thinking about it. I am not always the type of person that likes to do resolutions right at New Year's, though. Yeah. It's a time that I maybe think about it because other people are asking about it. But I like to do resolutions when I want to do resolutions. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing this right now, but bear in mind. Yeah, you can do them whenever. You can make a resolution or a goal any time of the year. Any and day. And start it then. Exactly. Any day. New Year's resolutions or any time resolutions. Yeah, so we wanted to share, first of all, a generic goal-setting tip that we have for everyone. I'm sure that most people have heard this before, but we wanted to share some tips on how to set a goal. So when setting a goal, you want to be specific. So this is something we're going to share some of our kind of failures and successes later Mm -hmm. but sometimes when you set a goal that's really generic like read more it's like well if you don't read it all then read more could be like read a sentence a day or read a book a week like that's not very specific and so you don't actually know if you meet the goal and it's really hard to know kind of what to shoot for Mm -hmm. yeah you just want to clarify it to yourself and define it so be specific enough that you can meet it and that you can know what you're actually trying to do right it's very helpful uh jess do you want to share our second tip Another thing that I find really important, at least for me, is I have to set a goal for something that I actually want to do. It sounds silly, like we would think, okay, that's always the case. Right. But I found if I try and do something, but I'm just doing it because somebody else does it or... You feel like you should. Yeah, it's a should do. It doesn't really stick, but when I... It's something I really want or maybe something that I want the result of, Yeah. then I'm much more willing to go after it. And for me, that's a big motivation piece is to make sure I actually want it. Right. Yeah, that's good. Our third tip is just to set yourself up for success. So I was thinking personally, one of my all the time resolutions is I just want to be more consistent about taking a daily vitamin. (laughs) Seems like a really small thing, but in order to meet that goal of taking a daily vitamin, I have to have a daily vitamin. You want to make sure that you have that thing. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. Well, you have to have a gym membership or you want to go walking a couple times a week. Maybe having a walking buddy and doing something. So you're setting yourself up for this successful thing and not being like, oh, I'm going to run outside, but I live in middle of nowhere, Canada, and it snows all the time. That's actually probably not going to be a very helpful goal. But running on a treadmill maybe is Mm -hmm. a little bit more realistic. I keep running shoes at work. Oh, good one. So that if the kids are running laps and stuff, I can go run laps with them. Smart. And I also keep workout clothes in the trunk of my car. Mm. And it's come in handy more times than I can count. Because sometimes you have an opportunity to do something fun, like go hiking or, I don't know, whatever you're doing. And if you just have workout clothes there, there's Mm -hmm. no excuse. So you're setting yourself up by being prepared. Awesome. 
Another tip that we have is just to have that accountability in place. For some people, Jessica, for example, doesn't really help her so much because she has she's able to kind of meet her own goals and have that internal accountability yeah. more. Doesn't really need as much as outside accountability. I definitely need more outer accountability. I need people checking in. Otherwise, I definitely don't do things. So, for example, several years ago, I did Weight Watchers for a while, which was really helpful. Going to the meetings every week and having the points and checking in. And I was doing it with someone else. And so going to the meetings together was really helpful just to know that each week I'd have that kind of check-in. So accountability can be really helpful in doing a resolution or a goal because then you know that someone's going to check in on you or that you're doing an activity with someone, going somewhere with someone. It's a little more motivating. I have a friend who runs with her neighbor sometimes. Mm. And on the mornings that she's going to meet her neighbor, she says she's really good at getting out and doing it because someone's counting on her. But the days when her neighbor's not meeting her, it's really hard to get up out of bed and do that run. So if you know you're the type of person that that accountability is going to be helpful and push you, mm-hmm. set yourself up for success by putting that accountability in place. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to get annoyed by people nagging you, don't do that. Yeah, don't do so that. So n- know yourself. Know what's going to help you yeah, and absolutely. do it. One thing I think that's important to talk about when we talk about goals is about having a reason for the goal. So sometimes people think, oh, I want to lose weight or, oh, I want to read more, but they don't think about the reasoning behind it or Mm -hmm. the long-term impact of it. And I think this is especially true with financial goals. Sometimes people, for example, they think I want to get out of debt or I want to save money for a down payment or I want to save an emergency fund, which Mm -hmm. all of those are really good reasons. But sometimes in the middle of doing those financial things of chunking money away month after month after month, you can kind of lose your motivation. So I think it's important to think down the road and think a little bit so more like about the impact. So like longer term planning, like five-year, ten-year planning. Right. And then backwards plan from there. Think, where do I want to be? Yeah. And then backwards, what step do I have to accomplish to do that? And then before that, what do I have to accomplish to do that? Yes. And having motivation for the reason why you're doing it. So, for example, you're saving money for a house. Well, why do you want to buy a house? Maybe you're mm-hmm. thinking about how you could host people or you want to start a family and you want to have mm-hmm. a house for them. Or with getting out of debt, I think that's a good one. Getting out of debt is a good motivation. That was motivation enough for me. But thinking about why you want to get out of debt. A lot of people, the reason why they don't stick with it is because they don't have a plan. They don't have a reasoning behind it. So I know for Fred and I, when we were getting out of debt, it was hard month after month just putting money and you're seeing Mm -hmm. all these numbers on screens going down and it's sort of motivating, but you know, five years is a long time to be paying off debt. But we were thinking once we're out of debt, these are the things that we can do. We can be more free to move around. We can move out of this one bedroom apartment. We can give more to, you know, nonprofits. We can do all those kinds of things. And so I think having that reasoning behind a goal is really important. Yeah. For me, I wanted to be out of debt, but I wanted to be out of debt because I knew eventually I was going to want to get a new car because I'd had one for a while. And Mm. then I was able to do that afterwards and save up money and just pay for it outright rather than having to get a car payment. Yes. Which we'll do a future episode about cars, guys. We'll talk about cars. We'll talk cars. Now that I've gotten the car, my next bigger goal that I'm moving towards is wanting to save up a down payment for a house. Yes. So, yeah, I see what you're saying, wanting to have the the motivation behind the motivation sometimes. Right, because I think that's what really keeps you going in the middle of a really long road. So, for example, let's say that you're losing weight to be healthy, but heart disease runs in your family. So the long, long-term goal is that you want to prevent that heart disease from right. getting you. So when you get out of bed and you don't want to go running or whatever, that's the thing that will keep you going instead of right. just like, I want to run three times a week. Because ultimately okay. that won't keep you going unless yeah. you're like really motivated by just tasks. So know yourself, know what you want. Yeah. 
and keep reminding yourself of that. Yeah. I, I know some people, for example, who when they want to lose weight, they cut out a picture of a dress that they mm-hmm. want to buy or something that they want to fit into and use that as a physical reminder of the mm-hmm. motivation. So for debt, for example, we're going to talk later about thermometers yeah. and those kinds of things that you can keep motivation. But maybe it's that you have a picture of a house that you really yeah. want to buy or a trip that you really want to yeah. take or something that kind of keeps you keeps I, you motivated. My reward for me when I got out of debt was yes. I bought a recliner. Yes. So I saved up, recliner. bought a recliner. It's so comfortable. My big man recliner. Yes. That's what it's called. <laughs> and every time you use it, aren't you just so, so happy? happy. And yeah. I think about how hard I work to get out of debt yeah. and how grateful I am to not be having to make payments on anything. Right. Right and she budgeted for it just to... I I did, yeah. Yeah, and after Fred and I finished paying off our debt, he went on a road trip with some friends, and I went to Disneyland with my friend (laughs) Emily, and that was really fun to be able to go because when we were in debt, we're like, we can't afford Disneyland trips, and so being out of debt, that's something that we can do. Yeah. Again, kind of just like extra layers of motivation, especially Mm -hmm. for finances, because it can be really grueling and, and just really boring. And in those long stretches, like the yes. hardest part of a race, even like a physical running race, is the middle of the race because yes. you can't see the start line yes. and you can't see the finish line. You're just there. I have a friend that has told me, talking about goals, you want to think about mile markers, mm. those steps along the way that are getting you there. Because sometimes you reach a goal and you think, oh, okay, I'm done. It's over. Yeah. Whereas a mile marker really can be even more motivating because you've reached a set place, mm. but then also you know there's more to go and you keep going, but it's motivating knowing you've gotten just that much farther. Right. So that's a good thing for goals too is those mile markers. Mm-hmm. So for example, we had a lot of different debts that we paid off. So then each student loan that we paid off or whatever, we would celebrate those things mm-hmm. and having those steps along the way instead of we have to wait until the end to celebrate. So whatever goal that you have, financial or non-financial, you could have those kinds of goals for losing weight, for mm-hmm. reading, for being more organized, for yeah. those kinds of things each month you could Decluttering, downsizing. downsizing. Exactly. So you can have those mile markers along the way, which do make those goals feel a lot less like this far away thing that yes. you're doing and more of something that you're working toward. Yes. Being able to see your progress is extremely motivating. I think so. Yeah, so we'll talk about that with some visual ways that we yeah. can see it. I think thinking ahead, thinking the reasoning behind things is really important for setting goals. And that's like what you were saying too about having a goal. You want to do it because you want to do it. Right. That won't keep, it, you won't stay motivated if you think, oh, I need to do this goal because everyone else is reading books. I need to read more. Well, that's not going to be motivating. But if you want to read more books because you want to learn things or because you're working towards something, then that's much more motivating. Yeah. So those are some tips that we have for resolutions and goals. And remember, they can be anytime. So for example, as teachers, I don't know if you have this feeling, but in September, I often feel like it's a new year because it's like (laughs) the new school year starting. So some people, maybe September kind of feels like the start of the year. So they do a goal then. Or when the seasons change, like it's winter now, I'm going to have a new resolution or the beginning of the month. You don't have to have a New Year's resolution that starts on January 1st. You can if you want to. A lot of Mm. people find that helpful. But you really can have a resolution or a goal anytime. So if you're not listening to this on New Year's, it's it's still all applicable. All applicable. All of it. Yeah. We have created a new segment. New segment that called Kitching and Wah Wah. So we're gonna share some <laughs> stories that are successes, kitching moments, and some stories that are definitely not successes, and we call those Wah Wah. wah. Jessica, why don't you go first? Share a kitching and a Wah Wah. Okay, let's start with my Wah Wah. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that. 
because this is an ongoing one. So at work as a school teacher, you start earlier in the morning than a lot of jobs. So you usually get there around seven, at least at my school. And so I always set a goal for myself to get out of there at a reasonable hour. So I'm not overworking myself so that I have time to go home, make dinner, do all those things and not get so burnt out. So one of my goals was to leave every day by four. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, and sometimes that's stuff outside of my control, but sometimes I think it was just the way I set stuff up or I would become so fixated on finishing this one thing that maybe didn't need to happen instead of doing something else the other way. So that's a little bit of a want-want that maybe if I was more specific, because that's when I found I did better if I wrote a list of like, okay, these are the must-dos that I have to do today. Those were the days I could get out on time typically. Yeah. But the days that I wasn't as specific about that... Mm. It didn't work. So that's a constant, constant one for me. That's my wah wah. Okay. My ka-ching moment is one year. And this is funny because I don't typically set New Year's resolutions, but I was just so tired of dirty dishes in the sink, mm. which who can relate? And I just decided, you know what? It doesn't take that long to do dishes. I want a clean sink. I'm just going to always clean the kitchen before I go to bed, at least, at least get all the dishes in before I go to bed. And what I found was because this was something I wanted, I was much more motivated to do it. And I would even sometimes set a timer on myself, like, Ooh, Mm. how fast can I do it? And I found, Oh, it really only takes like three minutes to throw these things in the dishwasher. But I found that throughout the day, I'm much more, so it actually rolled over, not just from the evening, but Anytime throughout the day, I'm much better about just cleaning the dishes right away. Or when I'm cooking, I clean the dishes while so something's on the stove so I don't have to do it later. And my kitchen stays so much cleaner. So that was a definite ka-ching moment. That's that good. It expanded. My original thing was just like, okay, just don't leave dishes in the sink overnight. Yeah. And it has expanded to not really leaving many dishes in the sink most times of the day. Yeah, that's great. I mean, there's the occasional yep. not. but Of course. What about you, Beth? Um, well, side note on the dishes story, I haven't really always had a big problem with this, but uh, we live in Guatemala right now and we have ants in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't wash the dishes within about 30 minutes, they're all over the counter. And so... So the ants are your accountability partners. The ants are my accountability <laughs> partners. So Fred and I try to make sure to do our dishes pretty much right away. We don't have a dishwasher, so we hand yeah. wash our dishes after every meal. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like... 30 minutes and they're all over, you know, you put some butter on a piece of toast and they're Mm -hmm. all over the butter knife. It's crazy. Anyways, so sometimes things that you have to do and have some sort of external motivator, (laughs) sometimes really helpful. Yeah. Okay. So my ka-ching and wah-wah moments, I'll start with my wah-wah also. Okay. So last year I got really excited about the idea of New Year's resolutions and I had this new journal and I thought I always want to journal more. I'm going to journal so much. I'm going (laughs) to chronicle my whole life. It's going to be awesome. So for the first week I like wrote in my journal a couple times, but I didn't really have a clear goal. I was like, I'm going to write in my journal more or I'm going to write in it I don't know, maybe once a week or whatever, but it wasn't like every Sunday afternoon I'm going to write in my journal, which would have been really helpful. It was just, I want to write in my journal. And after about a week, things got busy, started feeling crazy. And I think I wrote in my journal maybe five times this year. Hmm. So definitely a want, want moment. Definitely wanted to do that a bit more. Maybe this year I will, but that was my, uh, we've got some tips for you, Beth. Thank you. you I'm taking note of these tips. These are (laughs) applicable for everyone. And then my ka-ching moment was I decided last year that I wanted to listen to more podcasts. 
and I had a few podcasts that I wanted to listen to and I was trying to think of how to incorporate them into my day. Currently, I am doing my master's and so every day I go to work for eight hours and then I come home, I pretty much do homework, eat dinner, watch a show and go to bed. So there's not a lot of extra time and I don't commute anymore. Well, I commute about two minutes, but it's not a very far drive. So I didn't have that driving time in the car. So I thought, how am I going to listen to more podcasts? Because my husband, he listens to them when he's doing dishes, when he's cleaning, but he's doing all that stuff right now because of our current season. And so I thought, where am I going to listen to podcasts? So I decided every time I take a shower or get ready in the morning, I listen to podcasts. So I can't always listen to the whole thing. Right. But there are a few podcasts that's like maybe 40 minutes long. So I could listen to the first half in the shower one day Mm -hmm. and then the next day while I was getting ready. And so I'm able to listen to about four 40-minute podcasts a week because that's how long it takes to get ready and do whatever. And I just know every time I get in the shower, I start a podcast. Every time I'm getting ready, I start a podcast. And it's really helpful because it's a specific time to do Mm -hmm. it. And if I don't do it, then I'm just, it's just silent, like, which Mm -hmm. I don't mind being in silence. Mm -hmm. My My husband really loves having music and podcasts on all the time. For me, I don't mind silence, but... In those moments, I think, I'm not doing anything else. This mm-hmm. is the perfect time to listen to a podcast. So then there's a lot of podcasts that I keep up with every week mm-hmm. instead of looking at it. It's backed up like 20 episodes. And I'm like, I'm never going to catch up. That's my ka moment I that I did that. last year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like by making a plan and scheduling it, yes. you set yourself up for success. Very helpful. Yep. So that. That's good. That's good. I love that. So we have some ideas of some things that you can do to either have sort of a plan or a time frame or some kind of visual to help you communicate your goal. Yes. For example, you could do a monthly resolution. Instead of having one a year, you could have one a month. Because sometimes that's the other thing that we didn't really talk about is that with resolutions, people will have five. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to journal every day. I'm going to do this. It's overwhelming. But if you pick one a month, Mm -hmm. then by the time that you get to the next month, maybe that resolution has already become a habit, like my podcasting one. I don't really have to think about that one anymore because it's already scheduled into my day so I could move on to a new Mm -hmm. goal. So having a monthly goal every first of the month or 30th of the month or whatever Mm -hmm. you wanted to do. Yeah. And the fun thing about that is it's only for a month. Yes. So then if it turns out to be something you don't want to keep up with. Yeah. That's fine. I had a friend that decided she wanted to be vegetarian for a month. Perfect. And so she did it. And that was great. I love listening to her tell stories about it because she's like, when I was a vegetarian for a month, which sounds funny, but I love it. Yeah. It's not a long time. It's not a long time. You know what this sounds like? And I could be wrong, but Gretchen Rubin wrote The Happiness Project. Yes. And I think this might be how she structured it, Mm, where she, each month she had a goal and then it. Like you were saying, it becomes habit. It yes. becomes ingrained. Totally. So you're building on top of it. So right. by month 12, you've instilled 12 new habits. I love that. But each month, it's just one to focus on. Right. So, and a month is a lot easier to commit to mm-hmm. than a year. Right. So for example, there's a food blogger that I follow. It's called Her blog is called Pinch of Yum. And every January, she does sugar-free January. Every January, she's like, I don't want to be sugar-free the whole year long. But for one month, she decides to do it. She has all these recipes and all these tips and ideas of things to do. She just does it for a month. And then in February, she goes back to normal sugar. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So I listen to another podcast. Young House Love has a podcast. Yes. And John, one of the hosts, he does Aquatober in October. So he only drinks water for the whole month of October. Yes. I remember hearing about that. And yeah. So sometimes, yeah, those monthly goals... 
Yeah. It's doable. Doable. Bite-sized chunks. So that's a fun way to do it. And you just are focused for that month. And yeah, that's perfect. Done. So we'll link to those things that we mentioned in the show notes so that you can check out some of those monthly resolution ideas. One thing I have a lot of fun with with resolutions is making lists. Yes. So my very first resolution list I ever made was my 30 by 30 list. Yes, classic. Yes, and I remember I made it because I wasn't necessarily excited about turning 30. Mm. I don't know if anyone out there can relate, but you know, sometimes (laughs) you feel like, wait, I wanted to do this or that or that. You have expectations and then you're feeling like, wait, my life's not quite where I wanted it or something. And I realized... Well, I can set some goals. I can do some things. So I decided to make a 30 by 30 list. So I wrote this list out. I took my time making it. I had big things on there, like learn how to scuba dive. I had small things on there, such as wear colored mascara. So just things that I wanted to do. And it was so much fun. And it made me actually anticipate and look forward to being 30. And it totally got me over that hump where I could have been in some quarter life crisis. But instead I was really excited. Yeah. And you gave yourself until the end of your 30th year. I did. So you could also do that for Jessica then being 30 and still having things on the list was a motivator too. To yeah. do fun things. And it was fun because what I did for my 31st birthday was the last thing on the list. What was the last thing on the list? Go sailing. Ooh, and so I got a couple of my friends together and we went out on this lake that the yacht club there lets you rent. It was not a yacht, you guys. We didn't go out on a yacht. <laughs> it was a little sailboat, but it was so much fun. So it was me and a couple of friends and these guys that were sailing our sailboat and they let us like pull the sails and do all those things. and. Yeah. So that was so fun, and that was a really fun finale to it because it was the culmination of the list. Absolutely. So I love lists like that. I have some friends that have done 25 by 25 lists. See, for me, I tried to make a 30 by 30 list, and I couldn't think of enough things to put on there. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of stuff. I'm okay turning 30. (laughs) And so I tried to make a list, and I had like five things on there, and I was like, this isn't working for me. So for me, that didn't work. I didn't like, even though I'm very task-oriented, I love checking things off a list. For some reason, it felt really overwhelming. So this may be for you or not. Right. So that's an idea. Another idea that we had was the 19 and 2019 list. So this is something that, again, shout out to Gretchen Rubin, (laughs) the Happier Podcast. She talks a lot about doing these lists. They did an episode in 2018 where they like checked in on their Mm -hmm. their 18 by 2018 list. And it's fun to hear the things that they had done. But you're you're focusing on that year. You're using 19. You don't even have to do 19. You could do 10 things or five things. It's true. It's this a bit is more your catchy list. to do 19 by 2019. Yeah. But it's your list, so you can do whatever you want to. Again, it could yeah. be a monthly list, one thing for every month, having a list just for that specific year. The other thing that we recommend is to do more of. Yeah, this was something that I decided to do last year because I didn't want to do an 18 and 18 list. I was sort of listed out, and I didn't want the pressure of all these specific things on me, but I knew there was stuff I wanted to do a little bit more of. Yes. So I wrote myself a list on the bulletin board of things I want to do more of. What were some things on the list? One of the things was to host more get-togethers. And so last year I did host a few get-togethers. Nice. That was fun. And, you know, just put it out there. Didn't. I didn't tell myself I have to do this many. Or not like once a week or once a month. Right. There was no pressure, just more. 
So yeah. for me, that was a nice open thing. Another thing I wanted to do more of was play more music. Yeah. I have a flute and a guitar, and I like to get those out sometimes, but nice. I just don't always set aside the time to do that. Yeah. So having it listed up on the wall, I would walk by and kind of remember, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I wanted to do this. Yeah, it helped focus me. So I enjoyed that. That's great. Speaking of lists, we're <laughs> going to share now a couple of visual tools and ideas that you could use to remind yourself of the goals. Because I think sometimes what happens is I'll make a goal or a resolution, and I'll forget about it. Like the journaling. Yes. I didn't have it written down anywhere. Yes. Maybe in the journal that I didn't look at. <laughs> so then I couldn't be reminded of it. And so we have two ideas of some things that you can do. So I'll share the first one because this is something I love to do. Yes. When Fred and I were getting out of debt, a big thing that I love to do was a thermometer. You know when people are fundraising or whatever, they have the thermometer. Oh, yeah. And you can see the numbers go up. So I did a thermometer, but we had like $100,000 in debt, so I did mini thermometers. <laughs> the big thermometer was too much. When I started doing that, it just looked depressing. So what I did was I broke down each debt and did a thermometer for each oh, debt. Oh, okay. Kept them on the fridge. Every month when we would put a payment on it, I would update the thermometer, and I'd post pictures on Instagram yes. and show people. And in the show notes, I'll put one of my thermometers up so you can see it. I also did do a fundraising thing for my birthday one year where I, instead of getting gifts, I asked people to donate toward a cause. And I did a thermometer nice. for that as well. And it was just really fun for me. I'm very goal-oriented, task-oriented. And so to be able to see the, mm -hmm. it going up, that was mm -hmm. really helpful. And to see how much more I had left mm -hmm. and to be able to see the progress was super helpful. And to look back also, that was the most encouraging thing for me was to look back and to say, oh, where was I a year ago? How much more mm -hmm. How much more did we owe a year ago? How much have we paid off in a year? Mm -hmm. Look where we were two years ago. This is crazy. We paid off so much. So to be able to see that. So you could do a thermometer if you're, for example, paying off debt or mm -hmm. saving money. Maybe you want to mm -hmm. save money toward a down payment or a vacation right. or something like that. Thermometers work really well for money. Mm -hmm. Not so helpful for other things. But if you have a financial goal, a thermometer could be a great right. way to visually remind yourself of what And you it feels do. more tangible because so yes. much, especially with those big dollar amounts, it's just electronically going through the banks. You're just seeing stuff. numbers on a and, screen. Right. Yeah. You're not actually handling the money. Yeah. But to be able to color it in and red in your thermometer. Yes. Like, oh no, this is real. Yes. This is real because I'm using a marker. Yes. Another thing I just thought of this, I've liked to do in the past to kind of visually remind me of what I've done and make me feel more accomplished is I'll write down on my calendar what I have done. Ooh, good one. So if I'm back. really focusing on like doing a variety of different types of physical activity or exercise, yeah. I'll just write down, ooh, I ran this day. I did Zumba this day. I hiked this day with some friends. I did yoga this day. And then I can look back on my calendar. And so that to me is another visual like, wow. And if I start to feel like, oh, I didn't do much of this. Right. I look at my calendar. It's like, oh, wait, I did do all that. I can I can yeah. cut myself some slack. Yes. So that's a fun way to do it too. Yes. And another thing that you could do on your calendar is this year I gave Jessica some stickers. You have adulting stickers. Yes, adulting stickers. So it could be like, paid the bills, went for a run, <laughs> ate my veggies. For some people who are just like, what am I even doing with it my It is so life? surprising how motivating a so sticker motivating. is. We laugh at kids for this, but I'm not even gold joking. Gold stars. You could give yourself gold stars. You can. And yes. I'll tell you, sometimes when I really don't want to do a chore, I will tell myself, like, oh, you can put a sticker on the calendar, Jess, if you do this. Yes. And it gets me. It gets me there. Yeah. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes too. Right. But those little adulting stickers, Fantastic. super fun. And there's tons of different categories. So some mm -hmm. of them are workout related. Some right. of them are pay the bills, right. eat your veggies or whatever. I mean, and some of them are feed the cat, walk the dog. I don't have a cat or a dog. So I just made it be whatever I wanted it to be. Yeah, she'd cross out the walk the dog and then write, did whatever. Wimp. Yeah. Yeah. So those are really a fun. fun visuals. Fun. So 
that's a bonus one. But do you want to share other? Yeah. So this was fun. I wish I had had more time to spend on it because I probably would have done better finishing it with this group of people. But one of my friends wanted to do a vision board. So we got together and you look through magazines and you just cut out words and pictures and things of what do you, what do you want in your life? What do you want to focus on? What are your I mean, it's goals. What what do you want? Yeah. And then you would cut them all out. And the idea is to put them all together on the board. I only got through to the cutting them out part. I didn't actually get a board super made. But later I did run across it because I had saved it and I never put it together. And so I finally just put it up on my magnet board that's above my desk. Okay. Just like five of the little magazine cutouts. So it's not beautiful. But it is a good reminder to me. I see those words and I think, yeah. That's what I want. That's mm. this is my goal. That's so my focus. So it's more focus. like overarching ideas. What's an example? Yeah. Of something you have so on your board? one of the words is strength. One of the words is happy. Mm. So less specific, like read a book every week, and more like but general that, concepts of what you want. I went more with general concepts, you but that's either. the thing. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. One of my friends, she wanted to do this, so she organized a time for all of us to get together and do this. And so even if you, you don't end up making the vision board, it is a fun way to spend time with friends yeah. and talk, about, your talk about things. Yeah, and sometimes stuff will come up that you didn't even know a person was thinking about. It's like, oh, whoa, I didn't know you wanted to go get your master's degree. Or, yeah. wow, I had no idea you wanted to travel to that place. Yeah. But it came up because you're doing this vision board. That's so cool. And maybe that could provide some accountability, too, for the people yeah. who need that. And it's yeah. like, you're just like checking in like, hey, did you get a chance to travel to that place? Or when yeah. someone does do something on their vision board, then you can be like, I remember when we put that together. And being able to encourage each other in that way. Yeah. Also, listeners, we would love pictures. If you guys have vision boards oh, yeah, good or your lists. Thermometers. Thermometers. I don't You guys probably have more ideas that we haven't even thought of. So yeah. send us your ideas. Send us pictures. I want to see them. We definitely want to hear from you guys. What are some of your goals and resolutions that you have this year? What motivates you to reach these goals? And what tracking strategies do you have? You can post those on the Facebook page mm-hmm. or Instagram page at Pod, Or you can email us, frugaliciouspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And just like we did today, we'll share some of our listener feedback yes. in future episodes. Yes. Jessica, would you like to share our do it or don't for this episode? Okay, do it or don't. So this, if you want to try it, try it. If you think this is not my cup of tea, then don't do it. For example, Beth already told me earlier. Actually, but then I she thought. She doesn't think she's going to do it. But then this. I thought of a time that I did do oh, it, so I'll share good. Mine. Okay, so I want to hear about this. I am so excited about this do it or don't. We talked about how you could have monthly resolutions. One thing I started doing, because I wanted to post a little bit more on Instagram, is I started giving myself monthly hashtags. And I started it in November. It was very cliche. It was, I did hashtag month of thanks, but I really was trying to focus on being grateful. So I just wanted to go through my days looking for and thinking about things I'm grateful for. So every day I would just post a picture of something for month of thanks. In December, what I decided to do was favorite things. And I didn't do it every day. It was just when something came up, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is one of my favorite things. I'd post a picture. I'd post hashtag favorite things. I didn't even have to write anything, any explanation. It was just a way for me to think about all the positive good things in my life. Yeah. I love that. I'm not quite sure what I want to do for January yet Mm. or February or March or April or any of those things. So, listeners, if you have some good monthly hashtags that you think I might want to try, I would love to hear from you. But, Beth, 
Tell yes. me about your monthly okay. hashtag. So I really love to drink tea. Mm. And I realized one year that I had a lot of tea. You know, <laughs> sometimes you just like look in your cabinet and you have a million of like, something, huh. a million teas. How did that happen? Yes, mm-hmm. because I'd get them for gifts. Mm-hmm. I don't like to throw things mm-hmm. out. So then I'd have tea from like a few years ago, but mm-hmm. I was still going to drink it because it's fine. Anyways, so I decided to do a tea challenge. So I wanted to see how many days I could go drinking a different tea every day. Oh, how fun! 31 days of different tea. Not the same tea. Never the same tea. I love that idea. Yeah, it was so fun. So I posted it every day. I think people didn't find it as exciting to see. But what I did was I tried to tell the story behind it. So for example, I had a tea that was a favor from a friend's wedding. I had a tea that someone gave me as a birthday gift. I had a tea that was from a trip that I went on to Korea and my hosts gave me a little gift. So I had all these little stories. And then I also put stories about the mug or the teapot that I use because we also had a lot of mugs. So a lot of people, they told me, they're like, what is the tea challenge? Is that really a thing? I did hashtag tea challenge. They're like, is that even a thing? I was like, I just made it it up. It is now. It is now. Feel free to do the tea challenge. But they said that a lot of people really enjoyed seeing the mugs more than the tea. So then they said, oh, that's the mug from Disneyland or I have a lot of Starbucks mugs from different places. So seeing all the different places, (gasps) seeing all the different mugs that I had. So I did that because I had a lot of tea and it really helped get rid of a lot of tea in my tea cabinet one day I was it was so late and I was like oh I can't believe I'm drinking a different tea every day I'm never gonna make it but one time I did it like 11 o'clock at night I'm like finally gotta get my tea in (laughs) but I did like 31 days of different tea and a hot chocolate I added that too I had a few like hot chocolate mixes okay so that was really good Uh, and then I ended up moving a few like maybe a year later and I was really glad I had cleaned out some of my tea things yes it was less to move yeah so that's my that's my monthly hashtag that I did or my hashtag tea challenge feel free to do it it was great yeah so do it or don't you guys but if you do it yeah we want to know yeah we want to know about it tell us what you choose what your hashtag is and you can tag frugalicious pod on instagram and then we can see it we'd love to see it Thanks so much for joining us for our very first episode of 2019. We will be back soon with a two-part series on downsizing. Yeah. So look forward to that. We have some fun interviews and some ideas coming up. So We think that might possibly be some people's resolutions. Yes. And we'd love to hear from you of your downsizing stories also. I also have some good podcast-related news that you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, and new additions are CastBox and Stitcher. So if you use CastBox or Stitcher, I know Jessica uses CastBox. And Mom uses CastBox. Oh, good. So So now Mom can hear. That's great. And uh, Stitcher is a big one, too. So if you want to find us there, or if you want to recommend to a friend who previously couldn't listen, now you can tell them that we're available five different places. Happy New Year's, everybody. Be frugal, be fabulous, and let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. to the FOMO, we spend money like slow-mo. But we ain't broke, no, cause every penny makes sense. Can I get an amen? Amen. Get out of debt. It's where the money's at. And where the money's at. We do the budget dance. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Frugalicious. Our music is by Atoria. Special thanks to mom for teaching us how to wash dishes and keep a clean kitchen. Thanks, thanks mom. We'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date on new episodes. And we'd love a rating and review to let us know what you think. And this also will help other people to find our podcast. You can find us on social media at Frugalicious Pod. And let's make the world a more frugal. Delicious place. Do you want to go back? You gotta itch your leg. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat>